0: welcome to another episode of the podcast menopause the good the bad and the downright sweaty i'm diane Danzibrink, and with me as ever is my lovely co-host soph hello everyone so soph today we're going to be talking no the,
1: the power of no i was going to start singing then the power of love but no it's the power of no um Okay, so Sophie
0: and I have spoken quite a lot over the last few months about the joy of no.
1: It's very empowering, isn't it? It's
0: very empowering and how it has definitely become part, well, a bigger part of both of our vocabularies (laughs) (laughs) since our respective menopause experiences which for anybody that doesn't know and I can't imagine there are many people that don't know now, um, (laughs) Sophie and I are both in surgical menopause so Sophie is significantly younger than me um, and has been in surgical menopause for how long Sophie? Since February 2018. Okay and this is my seventh year in surgical menopause so I am the old wise owl of the partnership (laughs) And I'm just the oaf
1: that's just bumbling. No. <laughs> you're the young wise Owlet. I'm still very early on in my kind of experience. and I'm still very much on the the uh, stop roller coaster with yeah. the ups and the downs. Yeah. Take. Well, as I say, you're more on the on the teacups. You're a bit more settled. <laughs>
0: yeah. I, yeah. I kind of. Yeah. I think I am. I mean, to be fair, you know, it did take a couple of years. But I think, you know, apart from at the moment, my annoying palpitations, which are driving me around the deep bend, And they're frightening as well. Oh, do you know, it's more annoying. It is more annoying. Um, but I'm being well looked after. So um, hopefully we'll get to the bottom of that. I hope so. It's just they do tend to come and go. And they have pretty much been able to deal with them with sort of being supported to change hormone what well for me it's estrogen being able to change estrogen doses over the years um and sort of get on top of it but they are they're being a little persistent at the moment so still working on that one hmm. but it's it's more annoying from the point of view of it waking me up in the morning so and you're just getting wiped out. Well, constantly. Sophie and I, this is the third podcast we'll have recorded today, and I have yawned
1: <laughs> very quietly. And I the, keep forgetting
0: things. Through the whole lot, bless her. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, sort of... Generally, I'm usually awake by six anyway, and that's fine. But being awake at six and having your heart racing is not so fine. And then a few days ago i was up and working at half past four in the morning because i'd been woken up by my heart racing Mm. and it's just oh i might as well get up and do something Mm. i can't lay here but it's a horrible way to wake up when you have that it is really horrible and as you can hear i'm still yawning so that's not great is it diane still looks beautiful
1: (laughs) (laughs) beautiful But it's quite interesting <laughs> that we've. Um, <laughs> we've just, I'm not. I'm honestly not, that we've just we've spoken about kind of learning to say no because I obviously have spoken to you in detail that I've always found that very hard because I hate yes the, I hate the thought of people being disappointed in me or letting people down um, and I've often said yes to things for fear of kind of rejection hmm. and but at a cost to my own happiness.
0: Yeah, I think I probably used to do it. I mean, as I said, I am older than you but and I think the younger me probably used to do it to kind of um when I say keep the peace, it it's more just to kind of go along with stuff. Right, just people, oh, yeah, like pleasing people. Yeah. Yeah. And sort of and there would be times when I would think, Oh, I didn't enjoy that. Um, and now I just don't think twice. You mm. know, if something if and you know I'm obviously I don't just say no, <laughs> but or well, occasionally I do actually um but depending on the situation, you know if it's something I don't want to go to, I just decline generally politely mm. um i just i kind of think i think there's two things I think it's partly that I have um I have more respect for my own time and also i know what makes me happy and often what makes me happy is being curled up on the sofa i'm with you there with the dogs and a book yeah um so you know i'm i'm very happy i i think it's a joyful thing to feel comfortable in your own skin and for a long time for a long long time you know, I I was bullied at school. Um, I that had a massive impact on my self confidence in my life. Um, I, f- I know people might find that hard to believe now, um, but it did have a massive impact on me. Um, I had a very kind of low opinion of myself for a very long time. Not that I didn't have a wonderful family who were. Brilliant and supportive and fabulous, and you know kind of everything that you would hope they would be, but it did it had a it was prolonged bullying and it it did have an absolutely massive impact on my mm. life, which is why I hate to see it now mm. um it really you know i wouldn't even if it hadn't have happened to me, I know being the person I am, I would not like to see it, but I know the impact it can have, and I would you know I don't know I think I think in many ways we should you know sort of people who have experienced bullying it's not always an easy thing to do but I think when they speak out about it um and the impact that it has on them um I think that's really important for other people to hear Mm -hmm. um but yeah, you know, sort of now, I'm just like I am really, <laughs> I'm really comfortable with who I am. I'm really comfortable in my own skin, and my own skin very often just wants to be, particularly in the winter.
1: Yeah, where you like to hibernate and hide yeah, away. Exactly. We both sat here in really fluffy socks, aren't we? Really. In <laughs> fact,
0: we should make our we should make the picture for the this week so- the fluffy socks. Yeah, um, sure. So yeah, so I think. I think partly is you know kind of you just get to recognise as you get older that what pleases you is as at least as important mm. if not more important than what pleases other people, and I think you also recognise that actually your time is finite, yeah you know none of us know how long
1: how long the piece of string is but time is precious you know when when your time is precious you want to spend it doing things that make you feel good that bring you joy Mm. not things that you're kind of there thinking i really don't want to be i actually had quite an interesting experience recently because obviously i'm 34 and i think throughout my 20s i've definitely felt this pressure i'm not sure where from Mm. um maybe partly because of media Mm. um but this pressure to kind of just say yes to things Mm. and worries about rejection obviously we've spoken about I've always felt a bit unlovable mm. and I don't know whether it's that like mm. just wanting to be accepted mm. um, and help people even if it's a detriment to my own health and mm. well-being um so earlier this year I was no sorry it's the end of last year I was asked to go on this girl's weekend mm. um somewhere that's got like live music for the whole weekend and and kind of I think it had a pool party and stuff like that and I wow. thought Oh, you know, it's nice that I've been asked, and actually, I've been kind of hiding away since surgical menopause, and perhaps I should try and do this, and it will be good for me. So I said yes and paid a deposit, and then kind of over Christmas and the beginning of January, I realised it was a real source of anxiety for me. Yeah. I just kept thinking, this actually isn't me. Yeah. I'm much more of a go to the Peak District, hire a cottage, mm. put on your walking boots, and, mm. and off you go. Maybe go to a spa, afternoon tea, but not. DJs and pool parties, mm. and I wasn't sure why I felt like I had to say yes. Mm. Um, what did your gut say? My gut said no; like it was screaming no at me. See, I've I've got really, really
0: keen on my gut. <laughs> I think I need
1: to start following that a bit more. So what I did, and is... remember,
0: of course, you now you know kind of the power of the vagus nerve mm. between the gut and the brain. So you know, kind of there where we've always talked about gut feeling there truly is a link there is a, you know, a, a scientific thing. link um so gut feeling you know there's a lot there's a lot to be said for it and mm. i can remember in the past having where i haven't and now look is you know hindsight is a wonderful thing looking back and i'm going back some time where i should have gone with my gut and i didn't and my gut was clear. right it has dry. repercussions and you know it, it they were kind of they were i was foolish not to listen to my gut um but i've got yeah i've got very keen my gut's got very loud as i get older
1: <laughs> i think and you you it's when things have happened as a result of not listening to your gut feeling yeah. really, that you kind of realize so i i arranged a coffee with one of the girls that i was going away with and just said look this is making me anxious it's not my cup of tea actually Please offer my space to somebody else. And it was amazing how much better I felt afterwards, just saying actually no. Yeah. And she just said to me, Why didn't you say something sooner? And I said, I just, I guess I was just trying to encourage myself out of my. Trying to power through. Yeah. And I just said, You know, if you're doing a weekend away in the middle of nowhere, I am your woman. But Mm. aside from that, then Mm. probably don't even ask me Mm. because I I won't be interested. Um, And then also saying no to, obviously, I have my day job I work for a defense company in a very male dominated environment Um I run the groups outside of work and I was volunteering for a charity mm-hmm. and it was over Christmas I felt very very there was a lot on a lot to do and I just thought I'm stretched in too many directions yeah so I've, st- I've stood back from that I've taken a step back and said I actually can't do it anymore and again the put myself first mm. and i found that really really difficult mm. because i felt like i was letting people down i felt yeah. like i was failing and and actually by doing that it enables them to find somebody that can give more time mm-hmm. and it's given me back a, a couple of hours a day mm. which can allow me to look after myself yeah. and put my family first yeah. and my needs and support the menopause club women and yeah It's about prioritising lovely, isn't it? It's about prioritising your time. Absolutely, it's a really difficult thing to Mm, do. Women probably more, most of all I think, especially when you've kind of got your children at home as well and they're constantly mum, 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 mum and you don't often have that opportunity to go and take a moment Mm. that you... And if you do have to turn around and say, do you know what, darling, I really would love to hear all about Korean pop dramas. Um, But right now I'm trying to cook a dinner and ensure that I don't poison you. So could you please come back later? (laughs) But I also think that comes back to the fact
0: that because we have so much incoming, there's so much juggling and balancing trying to be done at the same time that we tend to be sort of emotionally hijacked And we end up in our emotional brain. And so consequently, we react to things rather than responding. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, sort of very often, it's that you were talking about your friends. It's that phone call of, oh, do you want to come and do blah, blah, blah. And rather than thinking about it, it's immediately, it's almost like an automatic reaction. Yes. And then you put the phone down and think, oh.
1: Oh, no, what have I done? (laughs) I don't
0: know. So I think we should treat all invitations or anything like that with you know sort of with emails now if somebody's asking me to do something I'll always leave it 24 hours unless it's absolutely desperate mm-hmm. I'll always leave it 24 hours because I always say you know if if the answer has to be now and the answer has to be yes then I'm sorry the answer has to be no
1: That's a really good way to look at it up.
0: Because yeah. what you're basically doing is you're forcing my hand,
1: mm.
0: and you need the time to think about it and consider you know it's a bit like it's a bit like the way that we've got used to reacting to our phones, every ping, every ting, every ring, the phone has to be answered, the phone has to be answered, and I think if you stop and think about it every time that happens, that's somebody else dictating how you're going to use your time mm.
1: It's quite interesting you say that because I don't know if you knew my phone, I never have my phone on vibrate or loud. Mm. It does infuriate quite a few people, I would mm. admit that. Um, and if my daughters are out somewhere, you know, at a cinema with friends, mm. I will have it on loud then. Mm. Um, but very, very rarely because I like to look at my phone and pick up calls when I have the time to do so. Mm. Because if I'm trying to do something which takes a lot more concentration than normal, yeah. I need to just focus solely on that. And if my phone's ringing or pinging at me, I, start, I then feel pressured, immediately pressured of I've got to respond. Well, your train of thought is broken mm.
0: and your train of thought is split. So, but I think, you know, sort of because, and again, I think it's become an automatic reaction. I think for most people, I mean, I was on a train the other day um, <laughs> and just the amount of interruption from phones, pinging, tinging, ringing, and people are almost, they you know, they're almost panicked to answer whatever it is. Mm. And it's like, seriously? I wonder how important that really is. And everything's now, now, now. Yep, and if it's now, 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 then I'm afraid, sorry, it has to be no, 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 no. no. Absolutely. (laughs) The power of no. You know, there's always, obviously, there's always the exception to the rule. But in general, a lot of that pinging and tinging is nothing. It's, you know, kind of, it comes to zero on the scale of importance. Mm -hmm. But yet, because we're constantly being, so every ping, ting and ring that's kind of, that's hijacking the emotional brain. So we get more and more used to that. Because you log and it as something we'll... else to do. You have to respond to that person. It's well, one it's an thing alert. Else. Yeah. So every time you're alerted, that's kind of, that's another burst of cortisol into the system.
1: And another thing that you're thinking, I can't forget to respond to that person. Exactly. Exactly Which that. is why I guess some women in menopause who may be struggling with brain fog or, or memory issues may feel that they often have to respond to stuff straight away yeah. because they think, well, if I don't, mm. I'll forget.
0: I think that's why that's why so many people start to resort to huge lists. Mm. But the problem with huge lists is you get more than about three or four things on a list and find somebody who's anxious or stressed, look at a list that's got 33 things on it, it's just overwhelming. And then you don't know where to start. And then you beat yourself up because you haven't done any of them. And every time you look at it, it becomes bigger and
1: uglier and scarier. And you go to bed thinking, oh, my God, I've got so much more lef- left on my list. And and before tarot starts. Exactly. Yeah, which can then lead to feelings you think, well, I'm just not, I'm not doing enough here. I'm, I'm not managing. I'm not coping. And yeah. So, yeah.
0: you know, if you're going to have a list, if you're going to have a list of tasks for the day, make it no more than three things prioritize your three things, make that your list, tick them off, screw the piece of paper up, throw it away, delete them from your phone or whatever, pick the next three. But Mm -hmm. don't go around with a huge ongoing list because it will just, essentially, it will hijack you, it will make you more anxious, you'll be pumping more cortisol, that will be producing more anxiety, and you're then in that ever-decreasing spiral, particularly if you're not taking any time out for yourself.
1: Mm -hmm. Right, I think that's good, isn't it? There we Done. go. So maybe get in contact with us to tell us about how you've learnt to say no or explain why you're struggling to say no.
0: Or maybe decide, no, I don't want to do that. Yeah, yeah, be like, no. <laughs> maybe decide not. I do not want to interact with them, thank you very much. Um, so, Sophie, how do people get in contact? Because I can never remember the email address. <laughs> you
1: can reach us on hello menopause podcast at hotmail.com. Um, Or you can find us on Instagram at the Menopause Podcast. Um,
0: So you can contact me via menopausesupport.co.uk. You can join the Menopause community on Facebook at the Menopause Support Network. And there are not many Diane Danzybrinks and I'm on quite a lot of social media and some people might say it's
1: just as well that there's only
0: one. Thank you very much.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But if there's anything you'd like us to discuss, then we'd love to hear from you. We always welcome suggestions. Absolutely. And we will be back with you next time. Take care. Bye.